0: good evening all listeners this is episode 42 of ball talk with boogie and the baron i'm boogie and i'm the baron ladies and gentlemen before we dig into the sweet 16 and our sunday and monday recap of the second round i want to be the first to tell all of you that boogie has been vaccinated he got his second covid shot so we are not six feet apart boogie how you feeling boogie's
1: feeling real good today baron Feeling really, really good and can't wait until we hit all these games after I got hit with a second and final shot for COVID.
0: I love it. We got COVID shots and COVID locks, baby. And yeah, you Woo! do it. We got so many juicy, juicy ways to attack the Sweet 16 tomorrow and the Sweet 16 on Sunday. You can catch us for episode 43 Sunday morning to preview day two of the Sweet 16. Day one of the Sweet 16 starts tomorrow. Four games. We will talk about all four of them on episode 42 here this evening. And we're going to get this out well over 12 hours prior to the game starting. That way everybody can go run to the book and win some money. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to seeing another profitable weekend. Statistically, when we do overnight pods, we are untouchable. Picking it about 90%. So the fact that we are going overnight with this, I'm very excited for our clients, our listeners, and us included. Hell yeah, Barry. That we are gonna tear up this card tomorrow. There's only four games where we're able to really dive in, similar to the first uh the first four that one time. How we really gave a lot of good insight in terms of players, their dorm rooms, the kind of socks they wear. The co-eds. Yeah, the co-eds, who they're sleeping with, what they do on a regular basis. Are they drinking? Are they smoking? Are they are they not doing anything? Are they Mormon? You never know. You
1: never all, know. Uh, all I
0: know is we were able to really dive into it a quick wrap-up though real quick before we dive into these four awesome sweet 60 uh sweet 16 games tomorrow we had well you you did decent on not monday bad, not bad oh I, and i shit the bed man yeah, i shit the bed
1: i'm gonna um, apologize first off for my last two best bets yeah. uh they have been uh a little off uh but overall five and three the last yeah. uh, the last two days of, of these tournament games mm-hmm. uh, with actual very very profitable in-game wagering on my side of things
0: yeah I agree a hundred percent we're gonna go on matchups here with this uh, we'll start off with Iowa being your best bet obviously they had a really good scheme Oregon did against Iowa they played them the way a lot of these big ten schools that defeated Iowa during the season played it. Um, the way they did it was they single-covered Luca Garza and let him get his. He had 36-9 in his final game as a Hawkeye. Yeah. Let everybody else beat you. Guess what? Nobody else could beat him. Oregon, dominating performance behind Chris Duarte's 23-7. and seven. LJ Figueroa had a great game. Oregon looked really strong. And Dana Altman got those guys back into the Sweet 16 for the fourth time in the last five years. Yeah,
1: very surprising to me, Baron. You know, the way Oregon had to... Uh, win that game 2-0 uh, against their uh, opponent for the first round due to COVID yeah. and uh, not being able to play. I thought they would be a little rusty uh, with that time off. Uh, apparently, actually, their legs were uh, very well rested as they ran all over the court over Iowa, winning 95-80. to
0: 95-80, to 80, a great win for the Pac-12 in Oregon. Another good win for the Pac-12 is who Oregon's going to play and we have to mention this is the first time in tournament history that what? Both Pac 12 teams are playing each other in yes, the tournament. That's right. Number six seed USC blows Kansas
1: out. Dominated all over Kansas Jayhawks. Jayhawks were just too slow, not enough front court presence. USC with the Mobley brothers and company were able to
0: dominate all over them all night. This is the second time in as many March Madnesses that I have lost a boatload of money on Kansas. Uh, they played Auburn a couple years ago. I laid some hefty, hefty uh, dough on them. They got blown out. And uh, just thinking, Bill Self's gonna have his team ready because they were hot down the stretch. We did ride them uh, towards the end of the Big Twelve uh, slate regular season. We did. And um, USC, the Mobley brothers really tore it up, setting up USC and Oregon. That game will be on Sunday. The next game was no shocker: Gonzaga. Playing Oklahoma, and I got to give Oklahoma credit. Long Kruger had his guys ready to play. This is probably the best game Oklahoma's played all season, and they still lost by 16.
1: Still lost by 16. I think I uh, covered that one. A by back, a point. Backdoor cover there. Yeah. Gonzaga covering, I believe, the 14.5. Um, and salute to Oklahoma's Long Kruger as he has announced his retirement after 35 years of coaching. And uh, he's going to ride up into the sunset, and he's going to move out here to Vegas again
0: and uh, watch his son. Coach the Rebels. Coach the Rebels. Yeah. He's going to mentor his son, his son, uh, the new UNLV head coach. Kevin Kruger. So hopefully Kevin can turn that program around. Nonetheless, uh, big shouts to Lon Kruger. Did a great job at Oklahoma and UNLV um, throughout the years. Legendary head coach. Definitely a Hall of Famer. Gonzaga, too strong. They move on with ease. They will... Take on who does Gonzaga play? Creighton. So Gonzaga will play Creighton. Uh, Creighton was able to slow down Ohio's high-powered offensive attack. They locked down on defense. Creighton defeats Ohio 72-58. Easy cover for the Blue Jays. Now Creighton will play Gonzaga tomorrow. Going to be a tough matchup, but I gotta That'll give. That'll be a Sunday game. Yeah, oh yeah, Sunday, you're right. All these games are going to be Sunday, actually. Yes. Um, Creighton, a 14 point win over Ohio. Um, very impressed with the Blue Jays the way they played to knock out Ohio, a hot team at that time.
1: Yeah, Ohio, the MAC was not back on that day, and uh, Creighton did uh, dominate on their offensive end and were able to hold Ohio to only 58 points after scoring uh, 70, 80 points in that MAC. Uh, league And we're able to uh, dominate on the outside. Mm-hmm. We're looking forward to seeing Creighton against Gonzaga.
0: Yep, that's going to be a good game. Early lines, Gonzaga laying 13. We will dive into those games on Sunday morning, like we said on episode 43 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. Gonzaga, Creighton, one matchup for Sunday. Another matchup for Sunday that I'm going to be very, very interested in. The UCLA Bruins um, ended Abilene Christian's Cinderella run in a mm-hmm. big way. Sure did. Third win of this tournament, beating Michigan State. And then they defeated BYU. And then they defeated Abilene Christian. UCLA, a really, really hot team right now, coming out of that first four. Seems like every year a team in that first four gets to the Sweet 16. Here come the Bruins behind Mick Cronin and uh, six Guys that average double figures, a very balanced club. They're starting to turn the defense up, only giving up 47 points a game. But they got a pretty tall order taking on the Crimson Tide of Alabama, who absolutely smoked Maryland. Roll Tide. Row and roll Tide, and we usually say that for football boogie, but this stands true for basketball as well. Roll Tide, 96-77. Highest scoring output of the day goes to the Tide. The Tide matchup with UCLA now in the second round, or in the Sweet 16. It's
1: going to look good to uh, Alabama. I guess they're going to hit their threes, and uh, looking forward to seeing that game as uh, UCLA has been able to dominate so far in the tournament over their opponents. Uh, Johnny Juzang has been awesome. Uh, But Alabama will touch base with that, and I'm looking forward to talking about that game in another day or so.
0: I am very, very excited about that game. It's going to be a good one. Um, It's interesting to see how UCLA will match up with that high-scoring attack of Alabama. Our last um, Sweet 16 matchup on Sunday will pit Florida State and Michigan and an absolute barn burner. Michigan had a real tight game against LSU. Backdoor cover. Backdoor cover for the Wolverines as they get the backdoor cover, defeating LSU 86-78. to Florida State, a wire-to-wire win. Tight game in the first half. They blow it open. And Leonard Hamilton's team looking good, defeating Colorado, who looked very impressive against Georgetown in the first round. Colorado first Pac-12 team eliminated from the dance. Florida State now takes on Michigan. Leonard Hamilton against Juwan Howard and two really, really good schools. And this is going to be a really good matchup with athleticism being the key factor here.
1: Athleticism for Florida State. Michigan going to bang the boards. They got the outside shooting. I think it looks like they are back. Uh, Michigan actually has been playing very well. Uh, without livers, and that was the one question mark that we had, and it looks like Michigan now is back in the saddle.
0: Yep, Michigan taking on Florida State. Those are going to be our four matchups that we will discuss on Sunday morning. But, Boogie, on this episode, we've got some sweet 16 fire, baby. Sure do. we got some fire. we got a lot of ways we can go here, and I kind of like – I kind of like how our how our sheets are lining up because it can give our listeners a multitude of ways to bet these games and still win. Absolutely. I love enabling profit even though there's sometimes we may not be on the same side. You definitely got me on Sunday. Um, seven favorites on Sunday. Um, seven, seven favorites. Seven out of eight uh, of the only. And, of course, th- the eighth one was I the won. one.
1: Yeah, the one that we give out. When do we get out? What's
0: up with that? Yeah, Iowa, Iowa doesn't cover. The rest of the favorites do. Now we're in the Sweet 16 boogie, and this is an all-day affair tomorrow. Um, can't wait to watch these games. We start out, the first game of the morning is 1140 a.m. Pacific time. CBS, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. As you know, Indianapolis. The Oregon State Beavers, who are on an absolute run right now, ran through the Pac-12 tournament. Beat Tennessee's ass in the first round. And then a great wire-to-wire win against Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State made some runs in that game, um, and they held them off. Taking on a Loyola Chicago team who just knocked off Illinois. Um, Obviously beat Georgia Tech in the first round. Heck of a matchup. What's your analysis on this for our listeners before I give mine?
1: Man, Baron, the Ramblers of Loyola Chicago are at it again. Upset number one seed, Illinois, 71-58 to last week. They dominated from start to finish. Oregon State continues its incredible late season run as well. Actually, they wound up um, very more impressive, I think. And I think the way that Oregon State is uh, working this, this league and this tournament right now, I think they've got an absolute great shot of upsetting Loyola. Wow. However... I'm going to just go ahead and tell you right now, I'm leaning towards Oregon State plus the points. If you want to get a little ballsy and take them on the money line, that is up to you. But I am going to take Oregon State plus a 7. Let me give you a stat right now. They do have a superb defense and slow pace. Loyola Loyola does. Cameron Crutwig is going to dominate again. Uh, however, Loyola is 18-9-1 against the spread. Oregon State is 21-9-1, and one, but has covered, get this, covered the last 11 out of 12.
0: Wow. They're on a covering spree. And I'm going like, to take
1: Oregon State plus 7.
0: We have made a lot of money, and this is another similarity for me is... We've watched Loyola Chicago's last three games, you know, the two games in the tournament as well as that uh, Missouri Valley final a few weeks back against Drake, and they've looked very impressive. Very impressive. We've also watched Oregon State's run in the Pac-12, and they've actually made us some money these last couple of weeks. Sure have. Beating Tennessee outright for some money, beating Oklahoma State. This is similar to me fading um, UCLA and taking Abilene Christian. And it's, it was tough for me, and you see what happened with that. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was time to jump off the boat, and it was not. This game is also telling me that it, I'm going to jump off the boat, but I don't want to jump off the boat because I'm not a big fan of laying seven points. I'm going to give you guys a multitude of ways of betting this, and this is actually, if you guys are familiar out there, all of our listeners with how soccer betting works, you can bet th- there's three-way betting. Now, This is a three way that we can bet the game, and I'm gonna give you guys a way. Now, first and foremost, the way that I'm gonna attack this game is I'm gonna take Loyola Chicago on the money line to move on. Reason being is is because they have the best... Sister Jean. Sister Jean, number one. (laughs) They have the best defense in Division I. They're very balanced. Cameron Kwapwig, Lucas Williamson, two players that were on that 2018 team that went to the Final Four, super balanced. You have Braden Nortis, a shooter, Keith Clemens, a shooter, Marquise Kennedy, a shooter. They do not make mistakes. They are first in defense, fifth in field goal percentage, and 28th in assists. I think Oregon State has had a great run, but I think Loyola Chicago is better. Ethan Thompson for Oregon State is their best player. Jared Lucas is a player. Roman Silva is a seven-foot monster underneath. They are 31st in the country in free throw percentage. So when they get to the line, if it's a close game, they will make their free throws. But I think Oregon State is an average team playing above average basketball right now. I think that they have the opportunity to potentially pull this off. But with Sister Jean being in attendance, I'm going... In a two team money line parlay, Loyola to Baylor in our next game winning. That is a flat bet. If you put them both on the money line, it's minus a dollar 30. That is the way I'm going to attack this game personally. Love it. Um, Loyola wins compare and Baylor wins tying that together. However, I will also side with you on the seven and I will also give out Loyola laying three and a half in the first half. okay now here's my theory. I think the better team comes out strong Porter Moser is gonna have these guys ready to play Oregon State it's gonna be a close low scoring kind of kind of game. I like Loyola just to creep over that three and a half in the first half and here's the best part about what we're doing here. Oregon State plus seven, Loyola money line, and Loyola in the first half. Here's a perfect scenario. Loyola's up four at half, wins the game by two. We all win. All winners, baby. That is the key. We finding ways to attack, and this is the perfect way to attack this game. And what I love is we're giving you guys three different options here. Absolutely. If you want to tie Loyola to Baylor, go ahead. If you want to take Oregon State, go ahead. If you want to take Loyola in the first half, go ahead. We had all three of those could cover. Absolutely. So that's what I like. I think Loyola, honestly, if, if gun to my head, they move on here. Sister Gene, better team, best defense in the country. I hate going against Oregon State, which is why I'm not going to lay the seven. I'll side with you on the seven points. I think this is an awesome basketball game. Very physical. Um, two teams who play very clean. down, down low is going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, you got Silva, a seven footer, going up against Cameron Quetrig, who looked really good really against good. against Coburn for yeah. Illinois last week. Dominated. Coburn. Yeah, yeah. So that is my take on that. Give me Loyola to win. Loyola first half, Oregon State to cover the seven. I'll roll with you on that. You have three different ways, listeners, however you want to do it. The three-way bet. I love the three-way bet in this game. The next game, we'll have to see how this pans out. I'm mm. seeing if we can find ways to attack this one, too. What a game. Obviously, you already know I'm on Baylor money Moneyline, uh, tying it to Loyola. However, and I know we're kind of off on this, so we're going to have yeah. to try to buy Hooks down, which I can see we can do. We can. Before, before we dig into how we're gonna attack this game boogie, we have a 215 CBS regional semifinal between Jay Wright and Villanova and Scott Drew and Baylor. Obviously, no Connor Gillespie, but Villanova rolled North Texas and rolled Winthrop on their way here. Baylor easily skating by their first couple games as well against the 16th seed in Wisconsin. Now you got Baylor playing Nova. It's a seven and a half point line. Totals about 141 and a half in this game. Two good coaches, two good teams. Baylor pretty much has an eight-man starting five. Villanova's got three three pretty good guys as well. What's your analysis for our listeners out there for a a damn near blue blood matchup between Baylor and Villanova, two programs who have been on the up and up for about 20 years now?
1: Yeah, you really can't ask for a better matchup right now in a Sweet 16, and I've been to several Sweet 16s over the last 10 years. Uh, Baylor has three amazing guards in Jared Butler, Davion Mitchell, and Macy Oteague. Uh, They're going to give Nova trouble, and they will not be able to keep up with the high, fast pace that Baylor will run. They are lethal from the outside. Noteworthy to our listeners, though, first time all season Nova will be an underdog. Overall spread record right now for Nova is 13 and 13. Wow. Teague will be a key factor in this game. Baylor is too much for Villanova. Now again, just like your tack right here, I would say lay the seven and a half. But if you want to get a little less risky, yeah, you know, in this game, wait and get Baylor at a lower spread in game. But definitely get Baylor on the money line. That is my player right there. Baylor, anywhere from a 6- to 10-point win, mm-hmm. Baylor will cover definitely, in my opinion, on a lower lower point spread. The funny thing about these end games is, is that you can catch them Villanova goes up a couple points or only down by two or three. All of a sudden, Baylor's now only laying three or four.
0: That's how you would attack it. That's
1: how you attack
0: it. I, li- I like that. Uh, I like that in-game strategy, Boggs. I like that a lot. Um, I do, like I said, I already have Baylor winning the game, tying it to Loyola in the first game. Um, let's buy the hook for you up front, Get laying seven. That way we have a chance to win and push here because I... I do like Baylor to win the game, but similar to that first game, I think Jay Wright brings his boys to play. Now, the problem is, is Baylor is loaded. You mentioned Butler, Teague, and Mitchell. They have Adam Flagner. They have Matthew Mayer. They have Mark Vital. They have a loaded squad. Loaded. Second best team in the country, hands down. Um, fourth in the country in offense, 15th in field goal percentage, 12th in assists, 7th in steals. Great defense, and they're definitely the better team.
1: And I think they're waking up now after this COVID pause. They were slow to the game right after they got back. Mm -hmm. They are back in the saddle now. These guys are going to be shooting from all over the court, and I think they're just too fast and too quick. They're going to be Mm -hmm. knocking down shots, and Villanova's going to have to play from behind. I just can't see them coming back.
0: Jeremiah Robinson Oral, Justin Moore, and Jermaine Samuels are the key players for Villanova. Jay Wright knows how to play a chippy game. Um, knows how to coach. Heck of a coach. Multiple national title winner, obviously. He's he's done his thing up there. It's tough for me to give out Nova getting points in this spot because I do like Baylor to win. Um, I don't know if they cover the spread, though. So I'm going to actually go similar to where maybe we can get a middle on the in-play here. Sure. Um, Baylor to lower number, maybe Nova to higher number. Um, I think that could be a very good way for us to attack this game, you know, depending on how it all pans out. Hopefully, there's multiple lead changes that would allow us to, for that to happen. Right, right. Um, my best case scenario would be Baylor comes out to a hot start, maybe getting Nova in the double digits, and then, um, you know, Nova actually does come back and makes it close, and you get Baylor at a smaller number, like you said. Um, but nonetheless, Baylor to Loyola for me for these first two games is what I'm actually going to have action on. Um, but I like our analysis here. I think we're spot on. It's going to be tough for me to actually bet Nova just because how good Baylor actually is. And I don't think I'm going to middle it. If I'm going to go Baylor and Loyola to win, I'm probably just going to do that and call it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Now, here's one thing that you had mentioned that just brings up uh, some flashbacks. If Baylor goes up by double digits, I think it's all over. I don't think they come back. Creighton crushed Villanova before, and they have actually lost a few games by double digits. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't see Baylor losing this game if they actually pull up by 10 or more they're definitely going to cover that spread of the 7.5 and, and roll. Yeah,
0: I was looking at, I mean, my numbers got Baylor up to about a six-point win here just because Nova. And, you know, these are numbers based off of no Colin Gillespie. So without Colin Gillespie, how many points is he worth? Right. My main reason for fading Baylor and when it comes to laying these points is, out of all these games tomorrow, that's the game that not only has the most money on it, but the most... Um, Entry Money on the side You know what I mean Like Baylor's getting About 76% Of the dollars Wagered out here in Vegas You know me I never fade the money Right You know It's early though In the Sweet 16 Vegas will get it back If need be Oh definitely So that's kind of My reasoning The only reason I'm throwing Nova Out there is Based off of these Colin Gillespie-Nova numbers, it looks good on my end. But I, with, with that being a question mark, it's tough to call. But Baylor definitely wins the game. Absolutely. I will give you that 100%. I'll take
1: Baylor on the money line all
0: day long. Yeah, Baylor is going to win this game and move on to the Elite Eight for sure. Um, as we move on, Boogie, the Cinderella of this year's NCAA Men's Basketball Championship Tournament here. The Oral Roberts team, man. Earl Bob. The Golden Eagles of Earl Bob, man. The 15-seed. Another team that we have really been tracking, dating sure. back to these conference tournaments. Watch them in the Summit League. Why run so, key,
1: so key to watch them in those tournaments.
0: Earl Roberts runs as a four-seed. Earl Roberts runs through the Summit League tournament, beating North Dakota State, getting the bid. But guess what? They weren't done there. No, they weren't. Max Abmus, Kevin O'Banner, R.J. Glasper. Those guys, they beat Ohio State as a 17-point underdog. What do they do next? They They beat Florida. They beat Florida as a nine-point dog. Now you're coming in against the Hogs. Arkansas, another team that I've been riding this whole tournament. Had them against Colgate. Had them against Texas Tech. We've been riding Oral Roberts, too. In both games. These are two teams that we've been winning money on Oral Roberts ever since conference tournaments, and we've been winning money on Arkansas the entire year. Now you're giving me 11.5 points with Oral Bob taking on Arkansas. The totals 158. I'm going to tell you this right now, just a free play on the over. I think it's a high-scoring game. Before we dig into the side part of it, Boogie, it's going to be a pretty tall order for Oral Roberts to deal with Arkansas's athletes, even though they do play a similar style. Sure, sure. Now, I want to hear, you know, this is Boogie and the Baron, which is why Boogie gives his analysis first. What do you see this game kind of – what's the imagery here? How is this going to look?
1: No, old Bob actually becomes just a second 15th seed to move on to the Sweet 16. Dunk City? Yeah, Dunk City. Florida Golf Coast. Yep. You can't look past this team, though, after beating number two seed Ohio State and Pesty Florida, an SEC strong team. Leading NCAA scorer this year is Max Abnis, is averaging 27.5 points in the tournament, and Kevin O'Banner – 29 and 11 rebounds. He's balling. Respectively. They're balling. However, Arkansas will run as well and is just 196th in the nation in scoring defense. Wow. Or Roberts, they actually rank 13th in scoring at 82 points per game, hitting on 39% of their threes. That's good for 8th in the country. Wow. So when you mention about the over, I will gladly take that over over the 159, or Roberts plus the 11 plus the 12. If you buy it up, I'm grabbing that and running to the window.
0: I gotcha. I and just so we're clear, um, this is kind of similar. The, obviously, the matchup was different from 2013. In 2013, Florida Gulf Coast, as the 15 seed, won its first two games and took on the three seed. In the Sleet 16, Florida. And Florida ended their season winning by 12. The line here is 12. Different matchup, though. This Captain, was a defensive matchup. Absolutely. The Gators were the three back that's you know, eight years ago. That's irrelevant. Just pointing out that this was a 15-3 matchup, and this is where the 15 did get knocked out. Oral Roberts has a chance to make serious history, becoming the first 15 seed in the History of this tournament to get to the Elite Eight. Like I said, I like a fast-paced game. I like what you had to say about Admis and O'Banner. They also have a kid named R.J. Glasper who can light it up. Arkansas, lots of weapons. Moses Moody, Justin Smith, Jalen Tate, Devontae Davis, Desi Sills, JT Nate. Squad, seventh in points per game, 19th in rebounding. They have a huge edge there and 13th in block shots. And they also have more weapons. For Oral Roberts, they are riding hot momentum. you got Abmiss, who, as you mentioned, 27.5
1: points, right? Leading
0: score. They're rolling momentum, 12th in points per game. Here's what I love about Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts is the number one team in the country in free throw percentage. Perfect. Huge edge there. I'm with you, bro. I'm going to take Oral Bob. Give me 12 points with Oral Bob all day long, and we'll even squeeze out a little free, you know, half a unit play on the over. I think it's going to be a high-scoring high game, Um, but let's concentrate on Oral Roberts here getting all those points. I think they're competitive enough to keep it close and keep it under 12, which Florida Gulf Coast, eight years ago, as the Cinderella landed right on 12, so I'll look for a better output and more points scored Oral Roberts We'll score more than the 50 points Florida Golf Course scored. Most definitely. And that is that. Now, Boogie, we got a few minutes left here. Uh Uh-huh. Syracuse and Houston. Oh, boy. A matchup that we have went back and forth with all week. And I'm just going to tell our listeners out there right now. Right now. This is the one game. One game. That Boogie and I disagree on. Now. That's okay. Now, Boogie, this is going to be you. Owe, you and your whole family still owe me about sixteen dinners for that first round Wisconsin game. Yeah, yeah. And you could have took care of one of those the first night of the tournament, but I didn't make it to dinner. No, you did not. About eighteen hundred. Yes. So now I'm going to, I'm gonna bet another dinner on this, but just with you. All right. Just okay. With me. Just with you. The Cuse, which I'm surprised the route you're going, given the fact you are from upstate New York. Syracuse is located in upstate New York. I am not from upstate New York. Your Spring Valley's closer, I mean, close enough.
1: Yeah, it's across the George Washington Bridge. It's
0: close enough to upstate. Well, but spring. that's fine. N- nonetheless. nonetheless. I don't know geography. I have been in school in years. Oh, okay. Nonetheless, Syracuse, Houston. <clears throat> You've been riding Houston all year, right? All year long. Even last week, gave him the best bet against Rutgers. Nope. One by three. Syracuse... 2-3 zone. I'm going to tell you exactly. I'm going to tell the listeners, actually, exactly what I told you off air. It's going to be the biggest question mark in this whole game. I'm going to allow you to dig into your matchup, and I'll go into mine after. But I'm going to tell you the, the biggest question mark here. How is Houston going to play against the 2-3? And how is Syracuse going to play against Houston? That's our question.
1: That is a question.
0: That is going to be the biggest question is... Cuse, the 2-3 zone, how does Houston attack it? Houston, how do they attack Cuse, 2-3 zone, obviously. And then you have how does Syracuse score against the second-best defense in the country? Boogie, 6.5 point spread here for the Cougs, taking on the Orange. Orange had a miraculous one, you know, knocking off West Virginia. Um, Buddy Bayheim and company ready to go. Houston loaded, obviously, with Grimes and Sasser and uh, DeJon Giroux. As we have talked about these guys it seems like every podcast but love them what, what are you looking at here bro love
1: them you know honestly and this is a tough game for me and it's just it just depends on how you feel about uh these these teams and how they can come out uh you know I've been I've been riding Houston all year long I got them going to the championship game right now I think they got a shot to beat Gonzaga. That's how much I love them. Wow. Syracuse on the other side, man. You got to respect Beheim and his crew. Buddy Beheim, his little son there. He's been shooting the lights out. Actually, they are right now. If I don't know if you knew this or not, they are 19 out of 38 and threes in this tournament right now, Syracuse. However, lighting it up. Houston, if you paid attention to that game last week against Rutgers. Houston actually just played their asses off. They did. And had to bust some great defense to finish off an emotional game against Rutgers. They could have lost that game. They should have lost that game. I know. Houston stole that game away from Rutgers. This is what I'm going to tell you about Houston. Houston has heart, Houston has defense, Houston has scoring. But that is the reason why that game last week was so tough against Rutgers. They did not make their shots. Giroux got hurt, had a hit pointer, and all of a sudden it was a close game against this Rutgers team that got blown out in the middle of the season by a Nebraska Cornhusker team. Uh I'm going to tell you right now, if you can go ahead and just hit your threes against this 2-3 zone, you will win, Houston Cougars. I'm going to live and die with Houston here. Syracuse beat a very good Dub V team, which, by the way, I also had Syracuse. Yes, you did. Syracuse is going to have to play a tremendous, tremendous offensive team game to be able to beat Houston. I think Houston comes back. Houston hits their threes against that 2-3 zone. I think Houston can go ahead and hit enough shots to be able to cover the 6.5. I believe Houston can go ahead and defend against the threes. And it's all about law of averages. Yeah, it is. Law of averages. It These is. percentages will change. If you go with the law of averages, Houston stifling D will be too much for the orange. Give me Houston. Lay the six and a half.
0: Buy the hook there and take six so I can buy the hook and take seven so one of us can push. How about All right. I'll that? do How's that.
1: I'll do that. Because I'm you. on
0: Syracuse plus a seven, and I'll tell you why. Jim Boeheim is a big-time coach. Now, Cohen Samson's not too shabby. Now, Houston, I think, could have the better team. But I think this is a slugfest. Free play for our listeners. Go get the under 141 while it's hot. Because this is going to be a similar to the Houston-Rutgers game. This ain't going to be like the V going up and down with Syracuse, matching three for three. This is going to be more chippy. I'm not sure Houston... Has seen a zone much like this. Now they got
1: six days to. They got six days.
0: They have to, they have six, six days, days to be able to defend. They have that. six days to prepare. But I wanted to give you a, a quick stat. All Did right. you know that Syracuse was second in the ACC this year in three point shooting defense? So now, a lot of people have this theory that as long as you hit these threes against this defense, the two three, you're going to win. Which in most cases it is. But these guys defend the three point line, boogie. Mm-hmm. Now. They got shooters. Yeah, they have shooters. They played a slow pace. Houston does. They're second in defense. They're seventh in rebounding. They definitely have the edge on the glass. But good thing about Cuse running that two three, everybody boxes out. They actually rebound as a team.
1: They're not going to be able to uh, get the defensive rebounds,
0: that, Syracuse. That's going to be tough. Now Syracuse is twenty third in steals, which I'm impressed with. Houston twenty eighth, tenth in blocks. Syracuse twentieth in blocks. Houston. This tells me that this has a defensive game written all over it. Both top 50 in turnovers. So these two teams protect the basketball and play good defense. Now, Houston, obviously, better defense than Qes. Houston is actually giving up exactly what they gave up in the regular season in the tournament um, 58 and 58. Syracuse has tightened their defense up about three and a half points. They averaged 70 and a half in the regular season. Bayham's got them down a Three and a half points to 67 a game in the tournament. I think these two teams slug it out. I do like the under. Now, if you guys don't want to pick me or Boogie's pick, go get the under. But remember the last time we did that? Yeah. about the under. Yeah. Easiest cover ever. It was the Hartford versus UMass Lowell. We were on the different side. I said, like, go get the under. Yep. I'm saying it now. Go get the under just in case. Got to go with Q's here in a tight one. Um, I'm with you that I think Houston probably gets past these guys. But you really, really never know. Now, when we look at it, that's how we're going to attack these these games tomorrow. Now, Boogie, when you're looking at outright winners, do um, you think Oregon State can pull this upset against Loyola? I do. But do you think they do you think they do it?
1: That's a good question.
0: Because I'm on Loyola and Baylor. God, I would love to see Oral Bob win, and then Syracuse. I don't know, but. Um, it's gonna be an amazing day of basketball. By the way, that is the late game. Syracuse Houston is six fifty five TBS.
1: Showtime, baby! Prime time.
0: Yep. Oral Roberts is four twenty five TBS. So we've got four games all day. And Boogie, I mean, it's it's best bet time, bro. It's, it's best time. bet time. Roll with uh, roll with whatever. I mean, if yeah, yeah. I mean, as you point to them, we might as well. I mean, unless there's something else. I mean, if you like something, here's my thing. I'm going to get this over that way if Oral Roberts, because just we're not on video yet, but Boogie is kind of pointing at Oral Roberts just so we can agree. But I don't want to have to force it. We will give Oral Roberts as Boogie and the Baron's best bet. Okay. But I will give out my best bet tomorrow is going to be that two-team Moneyline parlay. Oh, that's going I'm, going to to give, I'm going to give the listeners Loyola, Loyola Chicago, Sister Jean to beat Oregon State, parlay to Baylor beating Villanova. It's a flat bet. So for me... Let's go Baylor and Loyola, both on the money line. For both of us, we're going to give you guys Oral Roberts plus the 12. And Boogie, what do you got for the listeners here?
1: You know what? I'm not going to go ahead and uh, play bias here. I'm going to just play it safe. But you know who Boogie's backing. So I'm going to go ahead and go right straight across go with my houston cougars always houston cougars minus the six i'll buy the hook minus six minus six i think they knock down their threes i think they take advantage of the two three zone and all i say is bye bye buddy bayheim and company
0: you know it'd be a really good parlay now Baylor, Loyola, and throw Houston money line on
1: there. Yeah, that sounds good to me.
0: That's probably making us plus money. If you, you know do. what? I got a crazy one for you. Yeah, let's give let's give out this. I wild. I'm gonna give this wild, wild, wild parlay out. Shout out to Dominic on this one. Shout
1: out. Make sure everyone to writes this down. My brother, my brother. We're gonna call him Swig.
0: Swig, I love Swig. it. Swig, okay.
1: Swig got Baylor minus six and a half. Syracuse on the money line plus 220 or Roberts plus five and a half. No plus, plus five hundred money line. Sorry, money line. The over in the Loyola Chicago, Chicago Oregon State yeah. at 126 and Oregon State plus 235 on the money line. Wow. $150 five teamer let's freaking go pays thirty four thousand seven hundred and thirty two dollars and eighty cents
0: now for all you small bettors out there that means that you could put fifteen dollars on it to win thirty four hundred
1: not not just, bad
0: huh just know everybody knows you can put a dollar and fifty cents on it to win three hundred and forty dollars as well if you really want to do we take a shot at oral roberts money line do we do a boogie in the barren Baylor, Loyola, Houston, Oral Roberts. I mean, this
1: is crazy March Madness. Why not?
0: Could be a shot at it. Best bets. We'll give you a trio. Houston laying six. Baylor, Loyola, two-team money line parlay. And Oral Roberts catching 12. Love it. You heard it here first. Bet them. Tease them.
1: Money line them. fade them.
0: Parlay them. Whatever you want to do, just win, baby. In-game them. Good luck tomorrow, everybody. Quick wrap-up, Baylor Loyola Moneyline, Houston minus six, Oral Roberts plus 12 in an absolute banger. That is a wrap. Good luck to everybody. We will talk to y'all on Sunday morning. Baron out. Boogie out.